This is Filming the Supernatural. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Ben Goldman. I'm your host. And this is the debut episode of Filming the Supernatural. It's my interview with Mark Celestino. You may know Mark as the director of photography for BuzzFeed Unsolved, and he's currently filming the new ghost hunting show with Ryan and Shane called Ghost Files over on Watcher on YouTube. So we touched a little bit on that as well. This conversation was seriously amazing. We touched on a lot of the challenges, both logistically and mentally, when it comes to filming a paranormal type of production. Hope you guys enjoy, and uh, without further ado, here's Mark Celestino. Well, I'm Mark Celestino. Um, My path to cinematography and filmmaking is kind of like a a random one at that. I never wanted to do filmmaking in the first place. Um, I was, first of all, I was born in the Philippines and 10 years old, came here to the US. So, you know, new world. I didn't know what I wanted when we were kids. But then as high school, like senior year, I remember I got my first job ever where I I wanted to be a counselor for kids. I wanted to work with kids, but they didn't have that job, but they only had this videography position. And I was like, I, I was like, I don't know anything about video, but they're like, you get to teach kids. I was like, I can't teach kids. I don't know video. <laughs> they're like, it's fine. We'll teach you. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so that was actually my hook into the video world and cinematography. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I'm kind of falling in love with this technology, like the video. And I guess that is cinematography and filmmaking. It's kind of a combination of the technology and art, right? And uh, yeah, that uh, ever since I was like, wow, like I want to do anything related to video. and from there, I, I just learned and and grew from there. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's kind of like I got into uh, filmmaking and then took some courses and eventually went to a filmmaking school in the Philippines, uh, which is uh, Bigfoot Entertainment. It's uh, IAFT, International Academy of Film and Television. And I was there for a while and came back to the U.S. where I eventually landed into BuzzFeed. Um, And there just created a bunch of random videos that I experimented with. Um, I kind of went wild. Um, So I was there for a long time, actually, for six years at least. You mentioned your love for experimentation in terms of technology and different cameras. I imagine there's a lot of fun gear you get to really play around with. For sure. It's, it's for, for these technology specifically for when we do ghost hunting shows, it's uh, what we want to try to do is like present every evidence out there. We want to be as scientific as possible. And these cameras uh, are able to capture things that we don't see, as you say. Um, but what I also love about it in terms of the just in general filmmaking side, it's this technology that could present you different perspectives that you could never ever see unless you have that technology such as the infrared cameras um and it's something that you know beyond what our eyes can see but we're able to expand the world like with that technology and that's that's something i get excited about like even nowadays like cameras that could 
capture really clean images and like really dark um, areas with barely any light. A lot of the Sony cameras are so good with like low lights. It, it's, it's way better than our eyes at dark. It's amazing to me. And that just opens up to like other forms of creation. It doesn't have to be filmmaking. It could be anything. It could be scientific because it, it's a tool. That's how I see it. Um, but it's a wonderful tool for filmmaking. Would you say that's the most exciting advancement you've seen during your career? I would say so because it, it definitely opened up uh, in terms of not just the capabilities of the camera being able to see in the dark, but the quality of the images. It, it does because filmmaking is expensive, especially back in the day. Like it's only for people who have access to these devices. But now majority of people can capture amazing images like i know people say like you can capture things with your iphone like yeah you can like it can be amazing depending on how you do it but that's what it is it's a bunch of tools that we could play around with and to me like you said it, it is mind-blowing that it was able to uh like at least that reach for filmmaking it's easier for everyone to get into like the bar is uh, a little bit easier for people to enter. I completely agree. Uh, looping back to night videography and night filmmaking, uh, I want to talk a little bit mm -hmm. more about that if uh, yeah. that's something you're open to because I imagine there's still some challenges. Yeah. So, um, in terms of like our when we do ghost hunting shows, it kind of lends itself into like it works when it's dark, it looks scarier when it's dark. And in reality, when we're in those locations, it's just dark. Like we only have our flashlights. Uh, a lot of the buildings we go into doesn't have power and we go in the middle of the night. And that's what we want because a lot of people say most activities are like at night. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of challenges doing night videography, such as like as simple as not being able to see where you're going. For me, it's I'm weirdly uh, I've been very good at being aware of my my space, and that's where a lot of um, scouting really comes in handy. Um, for me, it's just prepping, prepping, prepping will help you, um, and because everything at night and also being cold sometimes it's like sixteen degree weather. Um, if you're not prepared having to think about what you need to do and finding things where they are, it's very challenging and frustrating. Uh, as simple as fixing your gear in the dark. Um, and some of these locations can be dangerous where like they literally have broken glass or like the ceiling looks like it could collapse. Um, and, but you can't see that in the dark. So you just have to be very present and very aware all the time. Um, I would say that filming at night kind of taught me to be a lot more present uh, while filming. Um, I, I guess I kind of have to. It's kind of like my cheat to not get scared a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, if you have that camera. I've been saying the same thing for years. I hide behind that thing. It's 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 a lot harder to get yeah. scared when you're looking at things sort of through a lens. You can sort of distance yourself from what's actually going on in exactly. front of you. Exactly, yeah, it's a safety net. It, it, it is a cheat. And um, I do applaud like Shane and Ryan, two of our hosts, to, like like on camera all the time, just have to be present there 
and while I'm just looking at the frame, kind of like, are they in frame? What do I see? And like, does this make sense? So that does distract me from being scared a little bit. Um, but kind of going back to the challenges of night videography real quick, um, the limited lighting just specifically for this type of show, like it, it's, it's good. It's fine because we want to present locations as is like, we don't want to like doctor it up or like we try not to fake anything. Um, and for me, at least what I want to bring in is like, I want the audience to feel like this is what it's like to be in this space. And a lot of the time, yes, it's creepy. <laughs> right. Now, I want to ask you about the importance of scouting. How often do you do it? Anything in particular for these paranormal programs that you make special note of while on location before the shoot? It kind of depends on the project sometimes because like due to time limitations and budget, sometimes we don't have time to scout and we just go. Um, and then when there are times like where we can't afford to have a scout day, I just note as much as I can on the exact places we need to be. Um, big questions for me personally. I'm like, first thing is first, where's the bathroom? <laughs> um, I need to know where the bathroom is. Uh, second, power, because um, a lot of the time, you know, we we need to recharge our, our devices or like some of our flashlight, we need lights. Um, and on set, sometimes, um, at least nowadays, back in the day, we didn't have, uh, the luxury of uh, we have a DIT now to come on set, but that also means we need to think about power to power the laptops, the hard drives, um, other things. Sim as simple as is there signal? Are we able to communicate? Because sometimes, like at the end of unsolved episodes, the our talent would just go off on their own. We present that as is, like they're by themselves in these locations to show how scary it is and actually haunt like these locations. Um, like we need to make sure we have signal, because uh, sa safety is always priority. We don't want to go to places that um, can be dangerous to any of us. Uh, we've gone to places where it's like, oh wow, this specific room is terrifying it's, it's apparently haunted but then what if the floors is like dilapidating and you could fall off like we're not we're not gonna investigate that uh, safety first um so those are just like general things like logistics that i would try to think through but luckily we have like uh when we scout it's usually me my producer lizzie back in the day it would be like Devin. And we have, uh, back in the day, TJ would be kind of like our AD slash sound, but now he does our AD work and we have a separate sound to focus on that. Um, so, you know, the bigger you get, the more luxuries, which is nice, the more help you get. Um, but, but yeah, uh, it's nice to have a team to think about all the rest of it, but majority of the time for me, it's, it's just like power, the safety, um yeah bathroom <laughs> and we do plan it where um we focus on certain locations so for example i have to figure out where do we do our intro it has to be at the front as simple as like can we actually stand at the front because sometimes the front is blocked off or just not accessible like 
you know, things like that. How do we present the space and show it in the background as we intro? As simple as that. Um, so that that plays into pre-pro and just thinking about like what the shots we need to get, um, what are our priorities. So there's there's a lot of like we don't just go into a building, you know, and just the go and shoot. Uh, it is it is planned. Are you more of a like physical shot list type of guy? Do you? Um, I like to shot list down, but to be honest, like I love like just writing down and like what are where are we shooting? What are we shooting? But in reality, when I'm on set, when it's dark, I don't have time to like look at the shot list. So I try to just like review it. So. I wouldn't say I memorize it, but like you kind of get the gist uh, of what you need to get. So for example, there's this room, there's a haunted boy, there's the ball bouncing. Oh, I need to get a capture of this room, ball bouncing. Let's find the boy. You know, like it's, there is some sort of uh, recipe to it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does differ from location to location, I, I would say, just because for example, like I mentioned before, Alcatraz. That's a place you recently went to, correct? Yeah. Uh, went there for our new show, Ghost Files. That's one of our early um, locations. They have a lot of limitations because that's a national park. As, as simple as, can we turn off the lights? They're not allowed to turn off the lights for safety for all the visitors. You know, that's the first time where we're like, oh, like we have to keep the lights on or this whole shoot um back in the day when we were in buzzfeed we were trying to get permission to shoot an alcatraz we never got it but it's just amazing as like a smaller group of people and watcher are able to get this permit and like we got to shoot there that's amazing and they don't let a lot of people shoot i think it's a handful of people I believe in a year is allowed uh that's what our guide mentioned um and it's also just so historical like i've i think it was my first time going inside alcatraz i've always seen it from afar but um you know it's got a lot of rich history and it looks imposing it's in a freaking island that's amazing i love an island right uh, the, the location alone is is incredible and it, it is beautiful in in a way <laughs> and very uh creepy now i want to take it way back to the beginning real quick the road to finally getting to Alcatraz. Because back then, when you first started on, on BuzzFeed Unsolved, the sort of ghost hunting genre wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Uh, so what were you looking at in terms of inspiration in those early days that helped you develop your style and overall aesthetic? Yeah, as far as the aesthetic, um, as a, a fan of cinematography and uh, filmmaking, like Roger Deakins is, is like the king out there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've, I've watched a lot of his stuff and a lot of his, his interviews, he just talks about like presenting it as is um, in a way there's this, there's a lot of thought in his shots, but at the same time, every shot feels natural. And like, I just have this like, um, thinking of like I just want all my shots to look as natural as possible and if you notice a lot of old or any ghost hunting shows um just thinking like any shows where they're like shooting in the dark usually you would notice there is a light 
on top of a camera. Like you, the, our talent is lit by this cam- the camera light and the space is kind of lit by it. But in reality, if you just have a flashlight, the main thing that you're seeing is wherever that flashlight is or where it's bouncing. Um, and that's something that like kind of inspired me to do and solve where I just, I just wanted natural. I, I don't want any light on my camera. I think the very, very beginning I had a dim, very dim light, but I was, I told them, I was like, I don't want that. Let's remove it because I want to make it as natural as is, but there is a challenge to that where if they're Shane and Ryan is like flashing their flashlight in the wrong area where it looks weird. Like I just have to move. But it got to a point where I actually talked to them. They're the ones lighting the scene. If you watch the, like, I guess the latest seasons, like you'll notice like how Shane and Ryan would put the flashlight kind of side lit on their face. Cause I told them it was like, or towards their chest. Cause I told them like, that's, that's our only light. Let's use it like that. And they did such a great job of making it feel so natural. Um, because in reality, you don't want to be flashing your flashlight in people's faces, you know. Um, but still, it it did make the we pres- we were able to present the space as is, where like how scary it can be, like because the darkness is is what makes it a lot scary. I like to be a fly on the wall, and, and I'm kind of the type of person who's more of a show don't tell kind of person which lends well to filmmaking you notice i don't really talk (laughs) in a lot of the scenes um i did ask ryan about this from the very beginning i was like should i be talking like if i see something mention it like but then i don't want to go over their audio so in the edit like what if that just sounds like a ghost me talking so I, i just in general i try to avoid talking um but I think now with our new show, we're just like a little bit more open. Like people know there's a camera behind them. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just trying to be authentic, trying to be as real as possible. But uh, I guess for me, the challenge is as a lover of cinematography, I always try to find shots that look cool. Like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm always just like, Oh, this shot looks cool. This shot looks creepy. Like that looks amazing. Like, um, I, that's what I look for and sometimes get excited about. Do any stand out? Like um, if you think back, is there any like particular shot or, or sequence you know, that you filmed? It's funny. It's, it's not a, like an amazing shot or anything like that, but <laughs> weirdly enough, there's one particular shot that I always remember uh, in the old days of unsolved term. It was in new Orleans. I believe it was the voodoo episode and we were at the cemetery and it was just this shot of Shane and Ryan trying to peek over the cemetery uh, walls. And Shane is like tall and he's got the camera. So he's just like standing there, not like looking over the camera. And then Ryan is jumping, trying to like see. And I just thought it was funny. And I just did this zoom out. Like I'm really tight on them. So you don't know where they are. But then as I zoom out, Ryan is jumping and then it's kind of this comedic moment, but then you just see cemetery in the background. Uh, I don't know why, but I loved it. That's just one example that I, I remember. <laughs> they do these funny bits sometimes where I might, the challenging part for me is trying not to laugh or not crack. 
um, one of the moments that I just fully broke and laughed and I had to stop the camera was, um, it was in the jail cell. I forgot which one, but they were tapping their belly buttons. And I was just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever captured on camera. But I was just like laughing in my head, like trying, but people loved it. They thought it was funny, but I was just like, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's because it is so tough. Like when you're laughing, trying to keep the camera steady, it like it's going to shake. So uh, it's very challenging. <laughs> That's one of the tough parts. Any shots from Ghost Files? We went back to Waverly and there's this shot of Shane and Ryan just go walking inside and I'm just way outside. It's a very wide shot. So they look tiny and they w- went into the halls inside, like entering. So you just see this hallway lit, but it's so dark outside. You, you can't even see the building. So it's just this tiny hallway lit with their flashlight as they're looking around. And I just thought it was pretty. Um, so like, those moments give me give me some joy. I say I really enjoy trying to find uh, what I think is is fun or beautiful shots. On the topic of Waverly, mm-hmm. the uh, imposing and daunting nature of it um, is that something you found even in the beginning days? Like, yeah, there's this dichotomy of this is a really cool shot, but also just being here capturing it is incredibly difficult logistically <laughs> mentally if you go through all the comments people are calling you brave is that, <laughs> did, did you feel brave in the early days i think you're referred to as the brave cameraman uh, yeah that, that became a funny thing uh i think it's partly because i don't talk as much behind the camera but i would say i'm i was definitely scared at the beginning of it um and you mentioned waverly like that was probably the first time where I was like, oh my God, like, like when we're shooting that hallway, like just even just sometimes thinking about it it gives me chills. Um, And it's also funny. I think I remember people thought it was a fake green screen background when, when we're doing uh, our talk in there, I was like, no, it's just like so imposing. And I technically also have my, my uh, aperture really open. So it's very shallow. So it looked, green screen um but that was the only way i could shoot it um but yeah at at the beginning i was definitely scared but the camera again it's that safety net where for me it's the push to like sometimes the images just look oh my god this looks scary i want to like i want to show people how scary this is it's like that kind of is the thing that drives me um because there is sometimes there is something beautiful about like a scary place um and and to be honest i just got forced into it i just fell into it and i'm like i worked in buzzfeed for the longest time it's one of the shows i help uh work on and i was just like okay it's just part of my job i'm gonna shoot this and that that was my mentality come in but it does take a lot like you think about filming overnight sounds like okay we'll shoot overnight but you have to think about how is your body performing in the middle of the night and having to lug equipment and gear it's exhausting um so once again i'm going back to prep pre-pro like when before we shoot i would literally stay up late at night 
to get into that rhythm. So when we shoot, I'm used to it. Um, Got to work out because <laughs> like a lot of time I'm just on my feet, um, walking around these giant spaces. Got to be a little bit more fit. Uh, and I do sweat a lot in uh, these shoots. I kept noting them that technically I, I kind of have the hardest job where let's just say best case scenario is that we capture a freaking ghost or some sort of monster, but then it attacks Shane and or I or Ryan, but I have to film it. I have to be there. <laughs> I can't run. Um, so I have to be ready to capture that. So I was, I was telling them, Hey, if the shit goes down, I have to stay and capture this or else all our work will be for nothing. <laughs> right. Because if there is a freaking ghost right there next to them and you don't capture it, yeah, you're the one that gets blamed. You're responsible. You've, exactly. You have all this responsibility <laughs> and weight on your shoulders, not just the literal weight of the camera. <laughs> and that's why you have to be filming all eight hours and really be on top of it. Yeah, and making sure all your gear works all the time, like making sure no cuts or shuts down, which happens. Right. Um, but but yeah, that's that's part of my fear is like if something shows up and I'm not there to capture it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I just hope that never happens. I hope I capture something, but no one gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why your that's mind. Why did there. your mind jump to like a monster <laughs> eating? I don't know. <laughs> Because Shane is usually like screaming, like tear my lungs out and throw me on the wall or something. But what if it ain't Ryan? <laughs> if it ain't Ryan, would you stop the camera? Um, no, no, that's something I will capture for sure. Okay, so it's it's not a Shane thing. It's like an anyone thing. No, it, it's anyone. <laughs> but it would be more entertaining. What if it started eating one of the producers? What do you film? Oh, I the producers. I will like if it even starts eating my leg, I will film that. Like I will <laughs> capture what I, whoever gets hurt, I will have to film that. We have to have evidence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I think we we do try to be authentic by like let's say our producer hears something like they will tell us like oh let's go investigate it, which I think happened in some of the episodes. Um, I'm trying to remember which one we did an investigation where we see one of our producer, Katie, uh, actually mentioned as like the door was swinging. Like we got to capture that and investigate it. So, but yeah, I will, I, I will get whatever is needed. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I think we can move on to one of my next questions. I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the crew behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. Uh, just because um, like we are a small crew. Compared to a lot of like any shows, like especially ghost hunting shows, like some of them have like crews of 20 plus people. We are like six people in location, like if we're lucky. Um, so yeah, I just want to say like we have a small crew. I've worked in sets uh, where I've directed like commercials with like 30 plus people, but like I love a small crew. Like, my dream is like eventually we'll just be like you could make a feature film with a handful of people and have it look good just because i i feel like you're just more in touch with like whatever it is that you're creating because like, everyone has a hand on it while having huge crews you just kind of feel detached you're just there to work 
you know what i mean right um it just feels like you're in the background within the big thing and for the most part when i'm when we're filming the rest of the crew is like somewhere else because i want to show how empty or isolated we are so sometimes you might notice i would pan 180 even though the guys are talking to present the space um so sometimes it's just me the talent or sometimes me sound talents um just want to touch on that so we're not we're not a big crew even though like the show is so big uh we're a small group of people and i think that's why sometimes tra- this all our traveling uh bonds us and makes us closer and that's probably probably the thing i love the most uh that's awesome is, is that the connections you make <laughs> it sounds cheesy but really that's what what i i do remember like all the wacky things we do before the shoot you must have been excited then to be called back for ghost files or did you already know you're going to be coming back for watcher oh no i didn't know to be honest i wasn't sure and i wasn't like part of the watcher team yet like even though i would help them shoot their early stuff um I, i was like freelancing um but now especially i'm directing and shooting it like i have uh, a lot of investment in the show like i'm a lot more excited because i was telling Shane and Ryan this before where i was like yeah with unsolved i was all i'm think majority of the time i just want to like shoot get out of there Sometimes I don't even know the story and now I'm more invested where I'm just like I know all the stories like I know what the location looks like so it kind of hypes me up more and it I put more effort into making it better and capturing better stuff um and our equipment's better so I'm I'm very excited for for Ghost Files uh nerding out a little bit got the C70 finally and uh I love it. Fits on my RS2 gimbal. It's grateful a great camera. Damn, yeah. I'm <laughs> jealous you get to work with it every shoot. Yeah, um I I love it. It's it's a great cuz like we've been shooting with the C200 but I was like it's 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 420. I just want like uh 422 at least for quality, especially when we're shooting low light. Um it's just a little bit better. Even though back then we would shoot with Sony cameras which is like really good in low light but it plus it it has um uh what do you call this instabilization in the body it it's just a little bit clunky to work with um at least the Canons they're like they're very reliable like they're ready to go pull them out of the the bag you know and could shoot for all night and that's what I want I just want something reliable in terms of gear. Um also I just little mention I I I think before I said like we just had the Sony DSLR and our mirrorless with a monopod. Now watcher got an easy rig so I could shoot all night which is great. Uh so pair that up with the C70 uh I'm good to go. That's, that's great. Sorry, I feel like I I I trailed off our, our question. Oh no, you're good. Are you a big coffee drinker? I Yeah, I do drink I'm drinking one right now. Nice. Yeah. Random question. I'm just always interested in what people's yeah. <laughs> go-to energy drink is. Mine is coffee. Um, Sounds like yours is coffee. It is coffee, but in the shoot, I don't really like Red Bull or Mon- Monster, but 
I would sometimes drink those just because instead of something hot, like I just want something cold and it'll give me energy. And it's just one of those things where I'm just like, no, I just need this for energy tonight. <laughs> you know? Right. So how long are you actively shooting and on your feet for one of these shoots? It depends uh, on how big the space is. But 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. is what we aim for. Sometimes that goes over. Um, so I'm on my feet like literally all night. Um, and that's where like I, I would try to be physically fit, do a lot of yoga because it, it, it's exhausting. And like I'm stiff with all the cameras, like I have to be a little bit flexible. Um, it takes it takes a lot. Um, but that's what it takes to capture some of these creepy locations. Yeah. Um, kind of going back to one of your previous question about like kind of inspiration for cinematography, um, besides Deakins, one of them was like Renan Ozturk and Jimmy Chin, who are climbers, they're professional climbers. Um, they help actually, I don't know if you've heard of this film, uh, Free Solo. Oh, it's probably one of my favorite documentaries, Free Solo. Yes. So Jimmy Chen is the one of the directors in there. I believe mm-hmm. Renan helped with some of the cinematography. But there are these filmmakers who climb mountains and like they're on the cliffs. And I'm uh, I like to climb. I like to say I like to think I'm a climber, so I'm inspired by them. But as a filmmaker, what they've taught me is like sometimes you really have to work hard to capture like something amazing. Um, so if, how are you going to capture the top of the mountain if you're not going to climb there? You know, so how are you going to capture these creepy moments and give it authentic value? Like, unless you go in the middle of the night, the dark, at the most terrifying places in, in, in the world. Um, that's what it has to take. Um, it takes it takes a lot. I don't know if you've seen it, but while Free Solo was uh, was filming, they were also putting out these really cool VR videos in the form of uh, mm-hmm. little like companion shorts. Is that when it's like climbing up and you could see around? Yeah, if you have like some sort of like VR oh. helmet, like an Oculus or something, you can put it on. You can like literally be there. Yeah. Oh my god, that's like the coolest thing. You can literally be transported. Yeah. To like the top of the oh, mountain. I, I, I love it. It just because it's like going back to the technology that we're we have like that's another perspective that you're never going to get unless a climber climbs up there you know so uh yeah it's 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 pretty amazing now is vr something you've worked in not not a lot but i did do some 360 videos in the past um i I, we did like a test for buzzfeed uh it was like early days uh I, i don't really know what happened to it but it was like a 360 on uh, what it's like to work there in a way with all these talents, but uh, it, it's kind of it's fun. Um, but my problem with current VR is like, I wish I, I could just leave it on for <laughs> hours and hours. At least for me, I just don't want to put it on for a long time. So in terms of absorbing content, it's not quite comfortable yet. <laughs> But uh, I do love it as technology. I, I wish I had a 360 camera sometimes. What stuff are you really digging now, technology-wise? Weirdly enough, I'm actually kind of going back to the basics. I'm really into gear. <laughs> like I'm a gearhead. 
Uh, I love technology. I look at what the latest cameras all the time. Um, but what I'm trying to retreat back to is like just creating more, um, but specifically shooting more images. Uh, but I don't want to be editing videos all the time. It's a lot. So I kind of focused on photography. Um, and I just recently bought this Fuji X100V with like it's a point and shoot camera. Um, with uh, a fixed lens where I don't have a choice, but stick with that. Um, and it just forces me to just look for uh, stories or images that'll inspire me or think I, I like whatever I find interesting. But basically I'm just going back to uh, visual storytelling. I just want the device or the technology to make it easier for me to do that. And this camera happens to let me do that easily. I just take a photo. I don't want to have to edit it, upload it. That's my goal. Um, so I guess I'm going, yeah, I'm just going the opposite instead of trying to find the latest technology, which I, I've been really, I'm still into. I just want to be able to use it, use the technology more into creation. I hope that makes sense. No, it does. And uh, yeah. this is a good place to finally transition back to present day. We discussed early days of Unsolved. Is this simplification and visual storytelling approach something you're taking with you on current ghost file shoots? Yeah, a lot of my gear actually has shrunk down, especially for these ghost shoots, because traveling, having to lug all this equipment, like, I just I just want to reduce that. Um, and it's funny because, like, I think I just have one Pelican case for all the camera stuff Wow! at this point. But even though it's one Pelican case, I've rigged up the camera to something that fits my style of shooting. Um, I use a lot of small rig pieces to just customize the camera. Because in the past, it's literally like, here's a Sony camera with a monopod. That was it. That's what BuzzFeed gave us. But now um, I built up enough gear that, like, I fitted, like, I could fit any camera basically into how I shoot. Um, so, kind of back to your question, like, I, I think I've kind of honed down to how I like to shoot with the camera, um, and also shrunk down, uh, I guess, the size and the amount of stuff that I would bring for travel shoots specifically. Because, you know, uh, I, I don't want to lug too much. Like back in the day, we would lug LEDs to see if we, like, we never used them. I was like, let's get rid of that. Um, I used to have a bunch of lenses that like for backups. Now I just have one backup lens. Um, so just I, I, the show tells us what we need as we shoot. You know, like, what are we missing? Like, how can we improve? And what I like about YouTube specifically when we're working with these shows is how flexible and forgiving it is that unlike say a Netflix show where everything has to be consistent in here, literally every episode, you could get better and better and make things better. And I'm always in, in the camp of like, things can always be better. And, and, you know, as filmmakers, as people who love to create, I feel like we're never, satisfied i wouldn't say satisfied but like creating never stops like a painter is probably like how do you know when a painting is done like it could always be 
better. And uh, that's what I find what I'm learning as we shoot these episodes. It's like finding little things to make our shoot better. Uh, as simple as making our lives better. Uh, things we need to bring and travel that make me happy, like my Switch. <laughs> what would you say is the most uh, important or biggest thing you've learned or taken away from filming The Supernatural? Unsolved, Ghost Files? Hmm, that is, that is a big question. Great one. I, ju- I just feel like you, you never know what you're going to get with content. I, I, I'm going to go a little bit more vague, like bigger than just Unsolved, but in creation in general, what I learned from BuzzFeed. Um, a lot of the stuff, like you imagine about data-driven content and you think about like what, what does well using uh, information and data. But a lot of the content that I've created and other people have created, at least personally for me, that is super successful that that yeah, super successful and I've gained millions of views is just because I'm like, oh, I think this is funny or I think this is good. Um, and so you really never know. And basically what I'm getting at is like you just have to create keep creating. Uh, because if you don't, how are you gonna know if this thing will be good or not? Or at the end of the day, you just love to create so go for it and create from all the uh, the shoots that I've done unsolved or ghost files. They're like really tough to shoot. Like they're probably one of the hardest shoots that I do, but despite that, they're probably my favorite shoots. I'm sure they're pretty rewarding too, challenging in the moment. Then you get to see all the positive feedback coming in after. Yes. So that's the other thing is you, you really don't know how people are going to respond to your content. Like, I didn't know people who were, were going to love Unsolved that much. I was like, wow, that's it's incredible how much people love it. And the fans that support it, it's amazing. I guess you just never know how things would go. So you just got to do, do it and make stuff. That's a great sentiment as we wrap up this interview. Uh, I guess the only question I have left is, what's your favorite Switch game? Oh, I mean, oh, Breath of the Wild is an amazing game. It's probably one of my favorite games of all time <laughs> on Switch. But uh, right now I'm playing uh, Pokemon Arceus. I love the new mechanics. But then they came out with a new one. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn. But anyways, I'm trying to just play through Arceus. Um, enjoying it so far right now. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Where can people follow you if they want to see more of your personal work outside of the ghost files you're currently filming for Watcher? It's funny because I'm not the most active person on social media. I, I would, that's what I'm trying to get with the photos I was mentioning earlier. But um, you can find me at markcelestino.com. M-A-R-K-C-E-L-E-S-T-I-N-O.com. That's my website. But I haven't touched it in like a year. Um, my Instagram. What is my Instagram? <laughs> I don't want to win. Hey, I'm the same way. My standard um, username that I put for like all my socials was already taken on Instagram. So I have this like random Instagram handle that like I can never remember because oh. it's different. <laughs> oh, I found it. Uh, it's Mark underscore Celestino. That's it on Instagram. That's simple enough. That's simple enough. 
I want to give another big thank you to Mark Celestino for taking the time to chat with me about filming BuzzFeed Unsolved and Ghost Files. And I want to thank you for listening. As always, Filming the Supernatural is an Afterlife Road production. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate the podcast five stars and give it a follow so you can be notified when brand new interviews get released.